Hello and welcome to the Upstate Blue Shirts New York Rangers podcast, a podcast about the New York Rangers from Upstate New York. Uh, I am Travis, and then today we have finally our regular secondary host, Nico. Nico, go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks, a little background, a little history of the Rangers. Hey, yo, what's up? Um, you know, been a Rangers fan for a long time, grew up a Rangers fan. My mother loved Mark Messier, so I was kind of thrown into the mix from a very early age. Um, I did stray away for a little bit, though. Um, uh, local celebrity, for those of you who paid attention to hockey in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, Craig Conroy is from the area, met him, followed him around for a little bit. Then as soon as he retired, I got back on the Rangers bandwagon, if you will. Um, but been following the team ever since love where we're at right now. I've just, I, I'm really hoping for a fucking cup before I die because we haven't had one since the year I was born. I was going to say I was three. (laughs) Yeah. The year I was born. So that's, it's been a long, it's a long time. And quite frankly, I'm, sick of seeing organizations that I don't fucking like win looking at you absolutely looking at you Chicago looking at you Boston um looking at you Tampa (laughs) especially Tampa but that's that's for another podcast um a fun little little side note here guys so I obviously plug this podcast um on our short fat and balding podcast and I plug short fat and balding here but the fun thing is the reason why this podcast exists is because our third host in short fat and balding is terrible with hockey. And Nico and I, hockey's like our number one. So we're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go make our own podcast about just the Rangers. <laughs> so we can talk about that. So that's, we're finally together. We're finally coordinated between I, our schedules. I'm always, I'm always just chomping at the bit to talk the Rangers. Yeah. And it, it really does piss me off because he claims the Rangers so hard. He's but hard set. His favorite, his favorite player has not been on our team in what? Five, six years? Longer than that, buddy. Has it been? Yeah, Danny Carcillo was like that. No, picture. not him. Not him. Oh, Tanner Glass. No, Zook. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I think six years. Yeah, it's been a long time. Sorry, I'm literally eating goat cheese and raspberry. Um. Oh. All right. It's delicious. Strange, strange snack for ten o'clock at night. It is, but I opened my refrigerator and I saw raspberry preserves, uh, goat cheese, as well as Ritz crackers, and I was like, "No brainer." (laughs) Easy peas. It was like God was speaking to me. Um, So diving into it, obviously, I know because we texted back and forth that you watched the Detroit game. I did. Yes, Um, I was watching it while we were recording short, fat, and balding. That's that's true. I mean, I was at the arena until nine o'clock. So, um, yeah, but then no, we did, we I, did I, watch I, the third period together as one, even if James can't because his computer sucks. But, um, <laughs> so it was. I mean, they came out to uh, obviously it. It was weird. It was like a tale of three periods. Like the first period, we outshot them. I think very slow going. Yeah, we shot them like twelve to five, but there was no real like crazy chances. Even the one goal was like kind of a fluky thing. Um, yeah, it got up over his over his shoulder from a very over extreme his, angle, very sharp angle. So I mean, that was a fluke, and then like all of a sudden, the Rangers were like, "Oh right, we're a good hockey team," and they put four on the board in the second. Yeah, 
and I mean, dude, and I know that this is the first time me and you have been together on this podcast, but the fucking power play is buzzing this year, dude. Dude, the power play is has always been unreal. It's been it's been our strength for the better part of five years now. And the only thing that always killed us was one, the penalty kill. Yep. And two, we're just dog shit in five on five. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm glad. But the crazy but thing we, about the we, we have been. Oh yeah. But the crazy thing about this year's power play. This year's power play is fantastic. Top five in the league, and Mika's only scored one power play goal. Well, yeah, Kreider's got the other 12. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that... I think he has six. I know, that was wildly exaggerated. No, I know, but that's still crazy. He's, he's got, I think he's got six. And then Panarin has a couple. Oddly enough, Laffy has a couple. Laffy? Yeah. Let's see. But that's because unlike... Oh. Kreider, Kreider has six, Foxy's got three, Trocek has two, and then Mika, Laffy, and Panarin all have one. Okay. Panarin just has 3,438 points. Yeah. Dude, that line on the power play is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, honestly. We, like I said in, in the group chat the other day, the dual PPG strikes again. Yeah. I mean... Artemi Panarin with an unreal start here. Uh-huh. Points in every single game thus far. And I think that is second all-time on the Rangers behind... Uh, the great... Ooh. The great... Um, Gilbert. Was it Gilbert? Okay. Yeah. yeah, Gilbert. Now, the other thing that people don't realize, because I don't think a lot of Rangers fans know who Vinny Trocek was before he got to the Rangers... He's a fucking menace. He's a menace. And also, he makes it so our power play literally is all all-stars. Yeah. Because he plays that fucking bumper position. First of all, he plays it like a fucking rat, and I love it. But Foxy, all-star. Panarin, all-star. Kreider's been an all-star. Trochuk's been an all-star. Mika's been an all-star. I mean, how many how many teams can say they got literally five all-stars on their on their power play? You can't say it. I, I, you can't. And then the other thing that's so great specifically about Mika Zibanejad is Mika Zibanejad probably is, and I haven't seen many people argue with me on this, the best two-way center in the league. Yeah. He's both a potent shot, like a terrifying fucking slap shot sniper, Ovechkin style, on the left-hand side yep. of the power play. On that left-hand side, dude, that's... But he's also a fucking shut-down PK guy. Dude, You, I've noticed when he's not on the PK. Absolutely. Like what is their what is their first PK? Hold on. I I, I love this. I love this uh website solely for this. Let's see. Their <sighs> first penalty kill unit is act doesn't even include Mika. It's Nick Benino. Is it Barkley? It's Nick Benino, Tyler Pitlick, Keandre Miller, and Ryan Lindgren. Which those two on defense, I I love that. Yeah. Second second penalty kill unit also includes Ryan Lindgren. I mean that's fair. Just keep him out there for the I was the gonna full say Ryan minutes. Lindgren's just gonna be diving all over the ice, so you might as well just put him on the ice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ryan Lindgren honestly could just be the pot penalty kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Ryan Lindgren and uh Nick Benino. 
funny enough, has uh, if you go into our uh, fantasy hockey and look at players that are available, yeah. I'm pretty sure Nick Bonino has the most block shots for people that nobody has on their team. That's crazy because that's it's a half point per block in our league. Yeah. Dude, the, on daily faceoff, they don't even have Will Cooley's number. It's just the front of the jersey. This is Will Cooley. Yeah, probably because this is his first year in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Benino has scored 18.7 points, and 18 of them are from block shots. Oh, yeah. Are you are you on daily faceoff? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like Dylan <laughs> Dylan Garland's? Just a Dylan fucking uh, Dylan, yeah, Dylan Garan. It's just a fucking long sleeve shirt. It's not even a jersey. <laughs> they're, they're like, that's a guy that plays hockey. Um, he's definitely a guy. He's one of the hockey players of all time. Oh fuck me, that TikTok. He was. <laughs> um, but so diving back into the second period, I think were they. Was it three for three or was it two for two on the power play that on period? On the power play? Yeah. Let's see. Because it should tell us, right? It should. It... If you look at the box score, I believe. Yeah, let's see. Box score. I mean, no, we only had... How many uh, power plays did we have in the second period? Because we got two goals out of it. It doesn't go, like... It doesn't go... So in the second period, sir, Adam, uh, oh. okay, right here, I'm going by play-by-play. Play. So you have... One, two... The... Andrew Kopp got called for holding against Eric Gustafson, and then Chris Kreider scores 12 seconds later on a tip-in from Gustafson and Panarin. Um, and then Christian Fisher is called for tripping against Braden Schneider, and then... 45 seconds after that, Vincent Trocek scored. Why does this from Mika's advantage and Chris Kreider? So that's two for two. And Yeah, we were two for two in that, sec- in that second period. That was the only... Uh... Yeah, because Panarin scored five on five. Yep, and so did... Uh... Cooley. Cooley, yeah. Yeah, because that's where it threw me off, because Jake Wallman was called for a cross-check, but they didn't score on that. Right. And that then... Wasn't... Wasn't that in the third or was that in the second? No, that was in the, that was fourteen twenty three to the second. And they did a TV timeout. And they did the whole, obviously the whole power play. Oh, and did, yep, 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 yep. And then they called that dog shit tripping call. Fucking Daniel Sprong, he flopped. I don't care. You can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, even I mean, both when when you got both Laviolette and Keandre Miller laughing at the penalty call, I mean, you know it's bad. Yeah. Um, and then the third period, man, that was, I'm glad the whole game wasn't like that. Yeah. That third, that third period was kind of got a little scary for me there for a while. Yeah, Cause they score two goals within, tw- in 20 seconds. You have Rasmussen at 755 and then Clem Costin at 815. And then it seems like life is stable. And then Andrew Kopp scores at thirteen forty nine and you're like there's way too much time left in this game for a two goal lead. <laughs> and being yeah. Rangers fans, we all have PTSD from last season when we gave up a four nothing lead to Edmonton to lose. And they were all in the third period. Correct. That is correct. 
And but they pulled it out, which is all that matters. A dub is a dub. Yep. Obviously, they have things they have to clean up. Specifically in that third period, it felt honestly. I and I think it's a thing that probably Lavi will bring up with the boys because he seems like a pretty. He seems like a good balance between like a player's coach and a and a dictator, where he obviously has like expectations and standards, but he's not going to fucking rail you into the ground. Yeah. And so I'm sure he will bring up to them that they got comfortable, and I think that's exactly what happened. They were like, we're up by five, Quickie's having a night, we can relax. And then... Yeah, that was the problem. Exactly. And then all with a young team like Detroit, man, all they need to do is smell a little bit of blood, and they fucking pressed. All I could think of like when I was like trying to look for an analysis for it was like a UFC fight where like somebody's been dominating the whole fight and it's very clearly they're going to win on points. And then in the third round, the fucking losing, the losing fighter gets like an, like an injury on them where like, you're like, they're all shit. They're stunned. And they just go nuts trying to knock them out because they know if they don't knock them out, then Mm -hmm. they're not going to win the fight. And that's pretty much what Detroit did. Detroit gave them their best in the, in the, in the middle of that third period. We held, we we bend, we did not break. Thank God. But a yeah, lot of the puck possession in the third period was was in our defensive zone, and I don't like to play that hockey because the Rangers, and this is a shock for Rangers fans, and I know that you'll agree with me, the Rangers typically are a team that's outshot 2-1, to one, but they have not been that team this year. They've only been averaging like 20, 25 shots a game given up. So, Yeah, yeah I mean, they did give up quite a few to Detroit. The other or last night, I guess it was. It must um, have been in the third period because they were out shooting them twenty six to fifteen in the, th- the second. Yeah, last I looked, it was thirty two twenty eight. Yeah, well, Quickie had twenty eight saves, so that's thirty one shots. Oh, 30, and we yeah. had thirty two shots. Yeah, so last no, I, last we had thirty seven shots. No, it was 32-28. That was the final. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm looking at SA, and I thought that was saves, but SV is saves. <laughs> yep, good job. Statistics. They're fun. I also believe that's the first game that Quickie's had where he was below 90% on the save percentage. Yeah, because he had a 9-4-8 in the three games he played so far. Yeah, well, I mean, one of them was a shootout or a shutout, so... But... Even I think two of them were. If I'm... No, just the one, just Edmonton. He gave up one against uh, Winnipeg, right? Wasn't that a no? That, that was a four-three game. Oh, he 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 gave up one against Seattle. Oh, right. Cause he played that game with the fucking lights being weird. Um, yeah. I mean, so it's not hard to have your worst nope. game of the year when you. It's it's his second under nine hundred. Are you counting the time that he came in for Igor? No. I thought he's only played three games. He's played four now. Really? Yeah, he, he was... Oh, I he forgot he played against the Wild. I forgot yeah. he played against the Wild. Um, but either way, as a backup goalie, to have a uh, a 90% save percentage, I'm happy with that. Uh, absolutely. It's something we've been missing. I mean, granted... <laughs> Georgiev was not great for a while there when he was playing the backup, but ever since going to Colorado, that was uh, was all attitude. 
Right. Um, because he, I, I do feel like he deserved to start, but how do you, to, to start, and that's why I'm glad that we let him go to Colorado. Right. Because they were in need of a goalie, but how do you let someone like that start over the best goalie in the National Hockey League? Right. I mean, in Georgiev, there was a time, in, there was a time when he was playing with Colorado where he was like a Vesna candidate. So like, you got Benoit Lair sitting there going do we start this Vesna candidate or this Vesna candidate? Like it was just, I think if, if Georgiev's in any other farm system, besides the best goalie farm system in the NHL, he's starting and he's makes his whole career with that team. But I, I agree with you. He had to go. He deserved his shot to start just like um, Cam, yeah. Cam Talbot when he was backing up Hank and he had that, when Hank got that throat injury, I think it was in 2016 where he played those like 14 games in the middle of the season. It went like mm-hmm. 11 and three. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so, so quick sitting at three Oh and one with a one seven, seven goals against and a nine, three, five save percentage with one shutout. And Igor Shesterkin is sitting at six, two and O with a two, three, six goals against and a nine, one, three save percentage. So we have two goalies over 91% on the save percentage <laughs> and below two and a half on the goals against. If yep. all, I bet you Edmonton looks at that and wants to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have one goalie with that, let alone two. Right. It's a good problem to and have. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for what was it, Jack Campbell? Yeah. I think he just had I think it was all I think it's all his head, man. Yep. Talk about the Sunday scaries. Yeah, because like he's not I mean he Based on his play, he totally earned that paycheck, and then he just got to Edmonton. I think the pressure of being with Connor McDavid and being like, "You are the missing piece," because they, they that's what they try to say, like he's the missing piece of them winning a cup. But they have no fucking defense. They have mm-hmm. n- they literally have McDavid, Drysital, um, Nugent Hopkins, and like Evander Kane's good enough, and like that's it. I can't even. I think the only defenseman I can name is Darnell Nurse, and I'm pretty sure his seasonal average is like a or like his game average is like a minus two. So like, if that's your fucking best defenseman, where do I find Edmonton here? On the, uh, not have a game? on the ESPN app. I just click them. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I was just trying to figure out where they were in like the game schedule. Oh, they, there we are. I got it. I was say they don't play until oh, Thursday. Who on their roster do I know? Oh, I guess I, I guess I should have said fucking um, Evan Bouchard because he is on my fantasy team, one of them. Right. And honestly, fantasy hockey is just great because I am. When fantasy hockey starts, I forget all about football. It is the best of all the fantasy geeks, in my opinion. Yeah, I will sit and watch fantasy hockey like a hawk and then i forget to set my lineup until my app is like hey you didn't do anything right it's like sir hello could you please hello <laughs> so matthias or uh, matthias Ekholm, evan bouchard darnell nurse cody cc those are the top 40 the d-men right they're sitting yep. right now matthias Ekholm. Is sitting at a minus four on the year. Evan Bouchard, 
you should probably know, but he is sitting at a minus seven on the year. Yep. Darnell Nurse is sitting at a minus five on the year. And Cody Cece is sitting at a give him give, credit where it's due, it's a zero. That's a fucking there problem. Is, there is one player on the Edmonton Oilers that has a plus rating. It is. It is Sam Gagne. Gagne? Gagne. Gotta be. Oh, yeah, he's fucking from London, Ontario. It's got to be Gagne. But he's the only player on on a team with arguably the best two players in the world. Yeah, and he is their third-line right-winger. He plays with he plays on a line with Kane and Nuja Hopkins. Perfect. McDavid and Drysaddle are both centers? That can't be right. Yeah, I can. Really? Yeah, why wouldn't it be? I maybe it's because they always score their power play goals. Because I always just feel like I see oh, yeah. I, I always feel like every time I watch an Edmonton highlight, I see them feeding each other. Fair. But it's because they score, you know, forty percent of their power play goals. So He's he's listed as a center slash left wing. Dry side is. Yeah. That's on me, but I mean, either way, but we're, we're we're diving into a team that we're not even supposed to. Be. Yeah, I know. <coughs> just, it's just unfortunate for them. It is. Direct correlation. Was it, now correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Talbot on Edmonton for a little bit? Or was that Calgary? No, I do believe he was on Edmonton. I thought see. so too. I thought I remember seeing that fucking Ghostbusters mask. Oh, yeah, he's played for the Rangers, Oilers, Flyers, Flames, Wild, and Senators. Yeah, and I think he's in the Kings now. Yes. He's having a good year. 6-2-1, That's, I guess that's what L.A. needed. That's literally basically Igor's stats. Yeah, a little better on the save percentage. It's a little better in the save percentage, a little better on the goals against, but he's got one extra yeah. loss in overtime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving forward, um, the Rangers have coming up. The Minnesota Wild, they're coming to town Thursday, and since we don't record until Sunday, they will also have... They will also have the Columbus Blue Jackets, which they better win that game by 50. I'm so pissed Columbus they even is, lost that Columbus game. Columbus is scrappy. Yeah, I'm just pissed. They, that's like the worst loss of the season, that 5-3 loss to Columbus. And I say it's the worst loss of the season because they didn't look bad. They looked so good. They just didn't get the puck luck. Yeah, like uh, if we look at... <laughs> Uh, Columbus and Florida the other day. They held right with them. They had them. They had them into overtime. Yeah, I'm not saying Columbus is a bad team. The, I mean, four, five, and three, eleven points. They're. Let's see where are they standing right now. They're second, second from the last. They're two, two above the basement dweller, Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Love to hear that. That that. It's music to my ears. 
Toronto's off to a surprisingly slow start. Holy shit. Six, five, and two. Yeah. Yeah, their their goalies are not doing well. See, and this is where I this is where I struggle with empathy because I've been a Rangers fan and we have Ben Waller, who is and will go down as the greatest goalie coach in the history of the NHL. And going from Mike Richter to Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shesterkin, I've never known what it's like to not have goaltending. And yeah, the teams, and, and it's not <laughs> even like the the Maple Leafs have a bad goalie. No, they don't Ilya... have a bad goalie room. Ilya Samsonov and uh, Joseph Wall. Yeah, they're both solid goalies. Yeah, I think their problem is their. De- I think they're another. I think they're another star-studded offense that leans mm-hmm. too heavily on their offense and. Gives up a shit ton of opportunities. I mean, look at look at what we used to do with Hank. I mean, he'd face forty shots a fucking night. Yeah, we we threw him to the wolves every night. Yeah, and I think that's what Toronto's trying to do. Except for Samsonov's not there. He's like he's good, but he needs help. You know, I think if Samsonov, right. if you get Samsonov down to facing thirty or less a night, I bet you you see that fucking win percentage go way up. I would have to agree, and that's. I think, honestly, and I've been talking and listening to a couple of other Rangers podcasts and stuff, a, a couple of people like inside like the Rangers zeitgeist of media reporting literally mm-hmm. think that the lack of shots has been Igor's problem because he's like, they're like, he's making the saves that we're used to for Igor. He looks great. He's reacting well. They like, they literally think that he's just, the Rangers aren't keeping him active enough at only, you know, 25 shots or whatever it is that he just gives up a blunder because he hasn't faced a shot in six minutes. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. Like, did I? I remember seeing at one point in the first period last night that the Rangers were out shooting Detroit eleven to zero. Yeah, and they went through the first. I think the first two power plays, they got no shots on goal. They had one shot on goal in their second power play. Okay, either way, you're down a man for four yeah. minutes. You give up one shot. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, I'm trying to like wrap my head around the fact that this is not the Rangers team I grew up with. Like the worst that they're not playing anything like I'm used to them being the one, three, one is a huge fucking change. The Rangers never clogged up those neutral zone ever, ever. And now they're being Carolina just fucking being the rats. Number, the number of times I watched this team turn the puck over in the neutral zone. Yeah. I used to hate I used to hate breakaways because I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to try a breakaway. Then we're going to try a uh, tape-to-tape cross-ice pass, going to get picked off in the middle of the neutral zone. Then we're going to be a two-on-one and give up a fucking goal. And it doesn't happen anymore. No. Sometimes. But, I mean, it's going to happen sometimes. But Yeah, I'm just glad it doesn't happen anymore because I'm so tired of being let down by this team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last year was probably the biggest disappointment. That I've gone through in a while. Yeah. Because I thought the year before they did so well, they were only going to build off of that, and they just, they had no fucking, um, now I have hope again, and I hate having hope. I hate it. Yeah, especially because because we're so used to mediocrity. Yeah. I was texting. Like we, get, we get to the first or second round of the playoffs, and then, yeah. and then what? I was texting Nate. I was like, He's like, dude, this is so fun to be off to such a good start. I go, yeah, but I hate it. He's like, why? I was like, 
because I can't have two good teams in my life, Nate. I need something to offset. And last year, the Eagles were doing great, and the Rangers were dog shit, and that leveled me. And now I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, you're you're also a Knicks fan, so there's your slice of humble pie. Yeah, but even then, they're not they they're they're seven and three or seven and four. Right now, yeah, sure. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year, dude. Okay, that's like the first time in my life, besides like the Latrell Sprewell <laughs> years. Okay, fair. So like they're good for their standard. Yeah. Um, but we do so I guess obviously we just talked Minnesota and Columbus. Those are both very winnable games. We really should have beat Minnesota and we really should have beat Columbus. So I would say yeah. that should be at least two points, if not four points. I'm okay with three points. Um and then we go into the fucking gauntlet that is the month of November. Have you looked at November's schedule? Yeah, because after the Wild Blue Jackets, we go Double Stars, uh, Laffer in Pittsburgh, and then Philly Bruins, Red Wings again. Yep. Philly Bruins, Sabres, Red Wings, and the Sabres are no slouch. They are not That's true. your father's Sabres. That's true. I, I went to my first NHL game ever yeah, you did. in Buffalo, in Buffalo, which... I, is a lot more hostile than I thought it would be. It's because it's it, it's because it's because the city of Buffalo knows that they're just the forgotten city, and so when New York City comes to town, like I I have buddies who are Patriots fans, and they've gone to Buffalo, and they and then they've gone to this the the Bills games as Jet like with Jets fans, and they say it's nowhere even near the same. Like they're like they literally hate the fucking Jets, and I think it's because the Jets are from New York City. Yeah, I mean, like, there was a couple in front of me that turned around and screamed at me. Oh. After the goal that was called off. I don't know if you remember the game. I do. Yeah, the one where Igor, like, had a stroke and passed it. Yeah, the goal got got called off. Yeah, because he was offside. Dude, as soon as as soon as the goal horn sounded, this dude turned around, looked at me, and just like started screaming in my face. So when they called it off, I looked right back at him. I go, "No goal," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I can see. Thanks." I go, "Then don't fucking single me out. Right. I didn't do anything to you." I will never understand that mentality. Like, I'm a ball buster, but that's it. Like, I'll tease you, but I'm not gonna fucking like actually hold you accountable for what my team and your team are doing right like it 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 was just absolutely mind-boggling that this dude was like singled me out and i was sitting next to like the coolest rangers fan i've ever meet uh, ever met like he was he laughed in their face (laughs) after i said that i don't know this kid i never got his name um, so but we were best friends that night. <laughs> have I ever told you the story of my first Rangers game? I don't I believe went, you have. When I went to Ottawa, and Ottawa's like literally shot to Ottawa. They're like the nicest place on earth to go watch a hockey game. <clears throat> so it was the first no, time, for, first time I'd ever gone to a game, and we wanted to go early. And there's like a really, this is a really very fun and nice restaurant in the bottom of canadian tire center so we went there we went to the restaurant we were hanging out we obviously had our jerseys on and we're ready to go and it was me and will bolter and Britt, and um these senator fans come and sit at the table next to us 
and he leans over and he's like, so your first game? Because like, I'm sure we were like looking a lot awestruck. And we're like, yeah. And he goes, oh, that's good. And we're like, yeah. Thinking that he was like going to bust our balls. He goes, it's my first, my first chance to go to a game all year. He goes, Ottawa's on a six-game win streak, but the Rangers are a fucking wagon, so that'll end. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, every time, he's like, I just feel like it doesn't matter. The Rangers come in here, and they're going to, he's like, they're going to win 5-2. to two. Dude, the fucking final score of that game was 5-2. to two. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no, I swear to God. He, he, he called it. That's insane. <laughs> and, like, because, as you know, the garden is so fucking expensive. Yeah. That arena was half full of Rangers fans because it's 33 cents to go to a game. <laughs> so it was loaded with 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 Ranger fans. So like they they're scoring and like I'm I'm cheer- there's like there people are singing the goal song. I was like what is happening? Where are we? Really? Yeah, it was nuts. I mean I I don't now granted that was Ottawa's on a down year. Like they were on a 6 game heater, but overall I think they finished like Six in the division. Now, Ottawa's actually got hope again, so it might not be such a fun place to go anymore. They might be confident. but Yeah. The only place I'm actually scared to go is Montreal. Why Montreal? Because, dude, French Canadians are harsh. Ah, uh, fair. It's, it's Original Six. Montreal is, like, the greatest Original Six franchise in terms of, like, their history. They're, like, like imagine, like, you know French Canadians being from where we are. Right. Imagine French Canadian Yankee fans, and then tell me if you want to go to that environment. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, no. no. Um, <laughs> but we will uh, we'll close it up. Um, so obviously, we got Minnesota, Columbus, and we got the gauntlet coming up. Um, we'll talk. We got to talk quickly about the fucking situation in the fucking injured reserve in the in the, in the crease. Yeah. Uh, today. Johnny Quick goes down upper body day to day. So now we got Shesty and Quick out upper body day to day. They we have Louis Domingue called up, most likely going to start the Minnesota game. And do you know anything about this Dylan Garan guy? Dylan Garan, I mean they they were very high on him. I think he was drafted in the third or fourth round in I wanna say the same year as Laffey. Uh-huh. If not if not Kako, um, I don't know much about him. Um, he took over on our depth chart for Adam Huska, which was supposed to be the next, the next big thing for us. Um, but then Igor showed up and he's like, Hey, no, I got this. Yeah. Um, so, I like what I've seen from Dylan Grand. Um, granted, not a whole lot because I don't pay much attention to Hartford. Really? If we're being if we're being honest, yeah. I well, I can't really judge you because the only reason I pay attention to Hartford is because I turned Grayson into a Hartford fan, and so I I do it to keep up like my sister up to date on what's going on, so he knows. Fair. Um, and to watch Brendan Othman. Brennan Hoffman and uh, another name that I'm excited to see in the next couple years, Gabe Perot. Really? Yeah, he was the uh, Hartford Player of the Month and Player of the Month in October. Yeah, um, uh, six goals, two assists, I believe. 
Really? Yeah. Um, he was Dylan so, Duran was drafted with Laffy, by the way. It was the 2020 NHL entry draft. Okay, so I was right. Yeah. Okay. See, I know things sometimes. I mean, he's a backup. I'm not like too. He's well. He's like a backup to the backup to the backup. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. But I I still like what I see from him. Um, I what did what did we figure out that that uh, website was for the AHL? Oh, I think it's the AHL. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So it, just to see where. Well, this year he's got five games played, goals against average of two six three, and a save percentage of nine one four. They're three one and one, or he's three one and one. Hartford. Yeah. I'm not. It's, this is how many games have they played? Does that make him the starter down there? Is he the starter down there? Or no, Louis Domingue is right. Yeah, Louis Domingue. Assuming the depth, assuming the roster or the depth charts the way it's supposed to be, Louis Domingue is their starter, right? That would be my guess. Louis Domingue's the first tier call up. It's so wild yeah. to me that Louis Domingue is our third string goalie, and he like almost single handedly knocked us out of the playoffs in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Not was it twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one? It was the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season, but it was the twenty twenty two postseason because like last postseason was twenty twenty three, and this postseason will be twenty twenty four. So it feels yeah. weird because, like, of how the seasons work, but it was, yeah, it was 2020. <clears throat> but, yeah, that. Olaf Lindblom is now their goalie. Yes, Olaf Lindblom. Lindbaum. Lindbaum. Yeah, that guy. So, fucking good for him. Yeah. I've liked what I've seen from him too. Was he playing? Was he playing for Jacksonville prior? Yes, he was. I don't know. Twenty-eight games yes, for ECH, HCHL Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Icemen, Double A affiliate <laughs> of the New York Rangers. Why do I know that? Because I worked in fucking single A hockey, baby. <laughs> I know all about yeah. that shit. The SP, the EC, <laughs> I fucking know it all. Um, I mean, I just. My my prayer, and this is my prayer, like literally, like Domini Patri, Spiritu Santi. Please <laughs> let one of them be back by the time we fucking play the Devils. Because I I can't. My mental health at this point in time during the holiday season, I cannot deal with Devils fans. I just can't. I refuse. I won't do it. Okay, so I. Sorry, just going back on Dylan Garand right now. In his in his career, he's sixteen, sixteen, and four, with three shutouts, an eight ninety six save percentage, and a two ninety eight GAA. Okay, not great. Not great. Not great. Louis Domingue in the AHL, eighty one, sixty two, and eighteen, with a nine oh nine and a two seven two. Okay. Louis Domingue against the That's New York Rangers. Like a 975. <laughs> 975 and uh, I think he had one four. I think he had one shutout. Yeah, it it was um unfair. I don't know why. I don't know why in the playoffs that every 
fucking goalie. Oh, just yeah, like, like last year with fucking Karel Vamelka coming out of nowhere. Yeah. We had no yep. idea who he was. He fucking just shuts us right down. If, I don't know what. If it's the postseason and you Arizona have. Arizona didn't make the postseason. Oh, no. Not, what the fuck is his name? What team? The, the Devils. Remember their starting goalie? We lit oh, him up. Kira yeah, Kira Schmid. Fucking. Yeah, if, we, we fucking torched Vanacek. Yeah, so future reference for anybody who plays the Rangers in the postseason, just put your fucking rookie goalie in. Yeah, put him in. He, he'll win. Yeah, start, he'll win. Have he'll him start win. the series. It's fine. Well, the same thing happened with Devin Levi, remember? They put Devin Levi in, we get shut out. Yep. <clears throat> it's weird. But that's my prayer. My prayer is that either Quick or Igor is back by the Devils. I'd assume since they're just like banged up day to day. Yeah. That they're going to. There's no way they're going to sit for that matchup. The Devils is like, not only is it a rivalry, it's also a divisional matchup that's against the top three team when you're like. And I I think I've told you this before, but like historically speaking, the standings going into Thanksgiving are like accurate to like 80%. It's it's insane. I've never, ever heard of that in my entire life. Like usually you think, oh, there's a whole season in front of us because you're only a quarter of the way through the season. No, bro, where you're at is where you're going to be. Absolutely. (laughs) So, um, that's a critical juncture. It, I mean, it scares me. It scares me being at the top of this division right now. Yeah, I mean, right now we're two points behind Boston for the best record in the American or the American, the Eastern. Um, which, if you had told me that a Boston would be the best team in the Eastern, and b we'd be the second best team, I would have punched you in the face both times because Boston's on a down year. They shouldn't be the best team in the fucking Eastern, and we're the New York Rangers, which means we hang out in fifth and sixth place. So. Both of those things, right. I would have probably thrown Toronto and New Jersey at the top, maybe Carolina, but I'm 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 going to enjoy this while I can. Let's just say that. Absolutely, yes. Um, but I think we have sufficiently sucked the uh, the matchup in our expectations going in. Obviously, we went yeah. a little further into detail because I finally had you on here so we could talk expectations and history and things like that but um we will allow you guys to enjoy your weekend obviously this will release on a on thursday morning so that night the rangers will play the minnesota wild at seven o'clock at msg um so be sure to tune in for that i do not envy louis domingue for having to jump on the ice behind two all-stars and having to face kirill kaprizov and matt zuccarello in a game so have fun with that and Ryan Hartman. Yep. Can't forget Ryan Hartman. Can't forget Ryan Hartman. Not fun. Not fun to face that line. Um, no. So good luck to him. And uh, we will we will talk to you guys on Monday. See you then. Bye, bud. <laughs>